Hey guys, look, I gotta beat them back before they can get here, so they owe me beer. Um, whenever they get back, guys, go on there and say, you owe Gonzo a beer for not being on here at the exact time. Because look, they're not there. If you can hear us and everything, go ahead and type in there, say hi. Um, all the games are open, so you can play whatever you want while we're talking on the podcast today. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Broken Egg Games, uh, Tectonic Craft Studios, and uh, Mechanica Studios. Um, also, guys, if you're looking for any widgets or anything that's really, really awesome, uh, check out our link. Um, you can find it. and It just got posted just not too long ago. Um, you go to Broken Egg Games. You can find all of our widgets, our tokens. Actually, if you buy our... Um, tournament set and our uh, proxy set and tracking set it helps us a ton uh, all the money comes back to us and helps us build a better podcast um, because we are looking into getting better equipment and also it means better things going on um, other than that it is technically episode 50 Kathy? Aha! 52 I was waiting for you <laughs> Episode 52. Who is breathing into their mic? That's John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As long as you make it sound like Darth Vader, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but we are back. Xander, one year. Xander been with us for one year? I don't understand. What? I don't one know. year? Xander wrote, Xander type, Xander Voiler type, one year. Oh, we don't know what it's in relation to. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, guys, um, everything we do, like, so we're going to be changing up our Patreon a little bit. Uh, we have to because of Patreon requested, and we are changing up some of the rewards. We've got some cool things, but we got to make sure that we're doing them right because we don't have to go through them again. Um, and we're shifting up the way things work. Um, if you support us and you get a reward, um, the episode and information will go live, but at a much later date. Um, so you'll be the first pick fall of a lot of stuff like minis and movies, Donna the Harbinger, all that stuff. Oh, and talking about Donna the Harbinger, um, the entire team is going to be at War Machine Weekend and we're going to do a live stream on Facebook Live and record it of a session and uh, since we're all going to be, you know, we're going to play like people originally used to role play, you know, face to face. Yeah, face to face in the same room. <laughs> we're going to role play face to face. It's madness. I know it's right? madness. But we did. I did find it hilarious. Um, our last recording got uh, messed up, so I didn't get to post it. But um, I was joking. I was like, I can just get the app on my phone. And we can, you know, roll dice there. And Tim goes, why don't we just bring fucking dice? And I'm like, oh, fucking A. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, at War Machine Weekend, we are going to have an hour-long or so episode of Dawn of the Harbinger. We're going to stream it live on Facebook. Um, and I'll definitely record it so people can listen to it later. Uh, and it's going to be a pivotal point of the story. Uh, one, because I want to see everybody's reactions. Uh, of what's going to happen and just have a good time. Um, other than that, um, man, 
This is so much fun. I, don't, I, I keep on saying how much I love y'all and stuff, and this is awesome. But this is so much fun for me. Um, let's go with tradition. John, before we even start drinking, is there anybody we need to toast to? I don't think so. I think we had a couple good weeks where we haven't had a lot of celebrity and, and you know, meaningful, meaningful deaths. God, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Things that you we know what need I mean. to cheer. Celebrity deaths. Yeah. Celebrity deaths. I mean, yeah, that really sounds terrible to say it that way. Um, Only one in the gaming sphere, uh, Uncle Duke Seafried, uh, died this week, and he was just huge into uh, in the gaming industry. Old school gamer. Old like school old, gamer. Old school gamer. So we'll do a cheers to him, um, and of course, cheers to everybody for being here. We appreciate it. Um, at the convention, I got a lot of good feedback about our, our podcast uh, from people I didn't think that listened, and it just goes to prove that even though we do this live, people listen to us a lot at other times, which is amazing to me. Uh, I'm cheers for that. Uh, so, Kathy, um, I'm going to guess rum and coke. Actually, I finished that already, so I'm drinking coffee now. Oh. <laughs> what up you there? She's already done. Already beat me. All right, John. What are you drinking well, today? Uh, well, I took uh, some uh, Red Stag uh, Black Cherry whiskey and mixed it with uh, a, a cola. Anyone to guess what kind of cola? A cherry cola. cola. No, you don't double down on the cherry, Kathy. That's crazy <laughs> talk. It's Dr. Pepper. I like Dr. Pepper, but that sounds like um, cherry Robitussin. No, it's really good. Is it? Yeah. No. I'd try it. I, I'm willing to try it. Sounds like you need to get more intestinal fortitude to hang, out, hang around with my drinking. This is Dr. Pepper. I can't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. There's something about it oh just my churned God, my stomach. That. So, several years back, they did a, uh, they, I don't know if it was a test run, like a regional release of a flavor, and it was uh, cherry chocolate Dr. Pepper. And oh my god, it was so good. And I'm I was so it. disappointed when they uh, they discontinued it. Well, they have cherry flavored uh, crush. Cherry chocolate, Dr. Pepper. I, I know. Oh. It just seems... So the funny thing is, I, I, I used to eat cherry cordials, but I stopped because I ate a whole thing worth and threw up a lot because that's not I smart. Can't, I can't eat cherry cord. You know what it is? It's the maraschino cherries. Oh, I hate god. them. I hate oh. them. What? I don't know if we can be in a podcast together anymore. I love those. <laughs> I don't buy them because I'd be like, ah! ah. Hate them. Oh. Now everyone knows a little something about Catherine. There you go. And a little something about John. <laughs> uh, Gonzo, what the heck are you drinking? I, uh, since I was able to get it, and it's kind of, since fall's coming around, uh, Mother's, which is a semi-local brewery, uh, they did an Imperial Grind Coffee Stout. Um, and it's a pretty nice. good one. I really like good. it. Yeah, it's really, really heavy on the coffee. Um, let's see. Perhaps you thought we'd hit limit of coffee aroma and flavor in a stout? Think again. Never content to rest on your laurels. Your mother's is up in the ante. It starts with a robust and subtle sweet Imperial Stout. In the fermentation tanks, we add freshly roasted and ground espresso blend beans. But we're not done yet. Cold brewed coffee blended just prior to bottling means a beer that delivers a slap to your senses. Well, let's combine things I love: beer and coffee. coffee. And beer. 
coffee yeah, right. and beer. And it's actually I really good. Sarcastic. I actually fucking hate both, general speaking. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I thought you said you didn't like beer. So. Yeah, I'm not a huge beer fan, and I don't like coffee. Mm, it's so good, though. I, on the other hand, would yeah, absolutely I know. taste that. Because, yeah. Now, Xander, that's not entirely true. You can't put a cherry in anything, and I will drink it. <laughs> Just most things. Like mm. lighter fluid? I bet he would not drink that with the cherry in it. Yeah, probably not. I do get cherry uh, Pepto-Bismol. Oh, I can't. No. See, that's... No. That's and cherry nightclub because if you're gonna have no, four of a whole no. flavor, you must well tinge it towards cherry. <sighs> All right, so here, uh, cheers to what was the gentleman's name? Kathy? Uncle Duke Seafried. Uncle Duke Seafried. Artist, game designer, writer. Here's to you, man. Cheers. Cheers. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get to the paint cam and uh, show off my King Theoden. Okay, uh, he is actually almost done. There's nothing in the screen. Um, <laughs> the white's really, really bright. I can't get that to wash out. I'm sorry. Oh, um, yeah. Always a problem. But he's pretty much done. I got to get the base done and I got to get his beard and his hair on the back. And you gotta do something with the base because that's too much brown. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even. Uh, that's just the base color. I haven't uh, dry brushed it up or anything. Well, yeah, uh, no, it's the base color. I mean. So I gotta do that. Put grass on it, and of course, paint it black. So I'm gonna try to do that. But I also, one time, I'm gonna try to. Uh, I got one of my Tay Owl. Tayu. Or is it Tayu? I play Ow. the Tayu. Can you give me any ideas how to play the Tayu? Uh, and I want to try that my just airbrush hurts on my it. My brain. <laughs> Those are phone calls I would get. That just hurts my... Oh, oh that's, so, uh, I'm me. playing Blood Bowl, and uh, after the game, can the players take the cheerleaders out? Actual questions on the phone. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> Boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one time I'll tell you... <laughs> so, I can't believe it. It's like John story time. So I'm <laughs> on the phone once, and... Um, the guy calls me up, and he's he's new to the hobby, so I'm, you know, tell him stuff. He's like, I like the Space Marines. I like to tell him about stuff. Okay, excellent, cool, you know, Space Marines are cool, this and that. He's like, uh, can I paint them? Can I paint them black? I'm like, hey, paint whatever you want. Like, because they got to be black. They got to be, you know, fighting against the man and the power. I'm like, absolutely. That's, you know, your models. You paint them how you want. He's like, you feel me? I'm like, yeah, I feel you. You're like, yeah, I know you feel me. I bet you're one of those white African Zulu cracker-killing motherfuckers. <laughs> I was no good. I couldn't. I, <laughs> I couldn't what do you say to that? And uh, that uh, is how that became my nickname, or short Zulu became my nickname at work. Oh my! <laughs> how do you? I mean, what do you say to that? What's the next statement in that thing? You can't customer service train someone for that. <laughs> you you cannot. Oh, anyways. Quick, what's our topic? Save me from reminiscing. No, no, no. Let's go back to uh, Ask John. Ask customer... John? <laughs> yeah. The the customer service questions. Those sound really uh, good. Uh, how, how do you pronounce Tessie-nitch? Tiznatch? Ugh. <laughs> you pronounce it however the hell you like. 
the, the crank callers were like, uh, they're calling up and asking stupid questions, trying to keep us on the phone because their kids and thought they were uh, smart. And they got uh, Sanchez, one of our buddies, and they're like, uh, who would win in a fight? Uh, you know, you know, a thousand orcs or the emperor? He's like, I don't know. You mean Emperor Carl Franz or Emperor or the Emperor of Mankind? It's a big difference there. And then they hung up on him. Way <laughs> <laughs> to out nerd them, Sanchez. Good job. The emperor oh. of mankind would absolutely beat out Carl Franz. Yeah, but how many? He wouldn't beat out a thousand orcs. He just sits there on his fucking throne. Right. Well, he, he is a vegetable. Send minions in no, a psychic no. fashion. Look, they wasn't asking that question. He was talking about a straight up fight. And anyways, please, the topic. <laughs> the topic, you guys. Hey, Congo. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, Congo. Um. Our topic this week, guys, is uh, Kathy had brought it up, and, and actually it's been something I've been thinking about a lot lately uh, with games coming out, um, is what are we doing and where's the gaming world going at compared to large-scale games and small-scale games? We have games like Warhammer 40k, uh, which is, of course, a large-scale game. by It's played on a large table, lots of miniatures. Uh, and you have also, which we really can't, I, and I don't want to call, you can't call War Machine and Hordes a skirmish game anymore, because it's well, a lot of models now. If you remember, Kathy had come up with that. We go from skirmish game to battle game to army game. Correct. Um, because, I mean, if you look at it, War Machine and Hordes is not a, in, in, in the new counting, a skirmish style game. It is a... It, Large been a skirmish game. game since Mark One. Yeah, even though they call it that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they can call it whatever the hell they want. It's their game. Yeah, you can define things whatever you want, but in the classical definition, and that's yeah, that's a whole rant for another time. Yeah, but definitions. Correct. Um, and so we're wondering how it's going because recently we've seen a large influx of smaller games. Um, yeah, games where all you need is like. Five guys, ten guys, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it started off, and it started actually seeing it a lot more when Guild Ball hit. Um, then we also saw it. Um, we've got, of course, Breach Store. Them just started going. Um, Shadespire, Malifaux. Well, Shadespire's uh, a board game. That doesn't count. But this is kind of where, uh, if you think about it, it's kind of going towards that. People are playing more... So anything where the models could legitimately be replaced with tokens and it would not affect gameplay in any way, shape, or form, it's Shadespire. It's a board game. So it's a very uh, cool board game. I like having models in it, but so then we yeah. can talk about um, Kill Team. Kill Team, absolutely. Okay, because Kill Team Necromunda fits in it. You could throw in too. Necromunda, so on and so forth, because we've got so many games that are moving away from large scale buying. 40, 60, whatever the models, and coming down to 5 up to like 30, depending on factions, of course, um, type of thing. Orcs, 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 orcs. Yeah, like like ogres where you don't need very many versus, yeah, orcs, exactly. Where you need a bajillion and it's a horde. Crimson has made a point, but John, couldn't you replace the models of War Machine and Horde with pogs and it would be exactly the same only probably more colorful. Except that you're playing it. Except that you're actually except playing it I on a table. My 
You're not playing right. it on a board, thus it's not a board game. Okay, so you're talking what it about like then it was it looked like there was a there was an old game that you Disc Wars that used discs as the yeah. playing pieces. I remember that, and they moved by flipping the disc. Your movement <laughs> was how many times you got to flip the disc. I shit you not, Kathy. Yeah. This was big for about twelve seconds. Oh yeah, I remember Disc Wars. I had a bunch of them. it. Looked it was it was enjoyable. Sounds like hopped up tiddlywinks. It, it was an interesting idea that just didn't pan out because the company, I don't think, thought it all the way through. But. No. Um, Xander makes a good point that pretty much whenever War Machine and Hordes first started out, people thought we were going to be playing with jacks and beasts and just walking across the table of jacks and beasts and it would have been a smaller type game. But the game now has kind of, and, it, and it's been like this for a while, it's not just now, has shifted a bit where there is more on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, type thing and so we've got more models on the table uh bigger things on the table and it's not just a simple six or seven jacks type thing although there are still some that do do that um the new crick's list is what 12 13 models or whatever with the new theme list so we've got that um but what we mean is they've gone away from being simple small the average number yeah. of models to play, not Correct. like a, a, a list that Theme does list. list. Yeah. We're, t- we're talking about average models. My Grimkin, I have one list that only has like 13 models, and then I have one list that has, you know, oh my god, 50 or so, give or take. I did that in last edition. I had a, a Mad Hammer list that was like 78 dudes plus. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, it, we called it the Planet of the Dudes for a reason. Yeah. When Butcher's like, I can't do anything because there are too many people in my way. <laughs> and Matt Hammer's like, that's right, sucker. Stay out of the way. So, I mean, and that's the thing. I think one of the changes that we're seeing and reason why, because all the, you don't see any newer games coming out where people are having to buy 40K style amount of models. It's because economy. Yeah. I really honestly think that's one of the things is the economy is a a problem. And it's not a, it's because it's just too much money. And some people money for all those models for for those really huge games. Well, I mean, think about it. One 40k player, uh, cause I was talking to them as a this tournament, and I says, uh, why do you still Hi, play Erica. play 40 40k? Hey Erica. And uh, he says, well, I, I kind of like the game, but right now I couldn't talk about not playing 40K because I've got too much money sunk into it. And I couldn't sink another four or $500 into another game because it's just too expensive for people right now. And I kind of agree with him. I can't argue that point. Crimson has an interesting question. Does Legion count as an army scale game, or is that a special case because it can rest on that huge IP? It's it's actually more of a battlescape game, battle-sized game, sort of War Machine, because you never have that many models. Quite literally, if you were to fill out your uh, your entire army, you know, roster, you would have uh, thirty-six. You would have 50-ish models, maybe, and that's, like, extreme. You're never going to do that. 
you're not going to get more than 50 models, which is sort of top end for War Machine also. Sure, and, and that's more how... more likely you're going to have less. Yeah. And also, as a weird counterpoint to that, it's also priced a lot more reasonably to do so, which is weird. That shouldn't be as big of a deal, but it is, because, as you guys said, economy is a thing. You know, Gonzo could attest he just bought the rest of his, you know, his new models, and it was not expensive, was it, Gonzo? No, I mean, the the two, I bought Boba Fett, this weekend I bought Boba Fett and the two units of Scouts, and yep. you know, the Scout Troopers. And I think the Scout Troopers I got for like 22 bucks a piece because there was a discount going on. Yep. And then Boba Fett was like, he's a $12 model. Um, so you paid 60 bucks. Yeah. And you got all the releases from this wave, and you won't need to buy any more of any of the... Like, you might need one more box of Scouts, but then you're making a specific list that's trying to do something crazy. Correct. It's uh, Typically, whenever, like for the Legion, I only buy two of everything of units because, well, that's kind of a good way to go with them, especially the, the Legion game. Um, yes. Now, the only know, thing that they have going is that uh, the, the, just the way that those particular units work. Correct. Because the Scout unit's weird. Uh, but they don't, I, I, I'm not buying 10 units of them. Yeah, no, it's, there's, there's only limited spamming. Even the most you could ever have a unit in that game is six and yeah. you probably wouldn't. Cause if you think about it, if you look at, um, I bought an age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. uh, age of Sigmar, you spam troops on that. Um, one of the ways to win with, uh, Sylvaneth is, you know, just have a shit ton of dryads and if you think about it i could run two high almost 200 dryads and that cost me a pretty penny but there are games you're not going to win like that correct you're not going to but you want to have a unit of 20 and that means that you've got to buy two box sets for that they're probably in tens. Most are five or tens, yeah. and mostly only the elites come in tens. So probably, yeah. probably or five, so probably only ten, ten yeah. in each. So I've got to buy a minimum of that because one, I have a spell that lets me get twenty out, and then I have another spell that lets me get ten, and then if I field a certain army, I want to want two units of twenty. So I'm looking at sixty to eighty dryads. Okay. Um, in a, if I'm running that particular list, which I am, by the way, um, <laughs> because I got a good deal on some uh, starter sets. And that is that is a big game. And there's a lot of people that don't, frankly, even if they could afford it, want to spend that many hours Correct. playing a huge tabletop game. Well, the good thing about GW games nowadays is they're finding ways to play them at a smaller level or ways to not just have to jump in all the way at the end. Uh, example, I mean, Shadespire and its various... various uh, you know, expansions get you a small number of models easy you can start using, and they end up putting those units in the game as is, so you can build your army while you're playing Shadespire. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. It's very cool, and then also, GW has is committed more as much as any other game system ever has been at making smaller levels of play viable. You know, it's not just like, oh, you have to play 2,000 points. Well, sure, that's what everyone plays, but you can literally open the book and they have, you know, bases for, you know, a basis for using less points than that. They have, you know, oh, you can pay, you know, you know, 1,000 points or whatever. They, 
they give you the option of playing at lower levels. And for and, the most part... They have always had that. Mm -hmm. uh, but most people... Most people want to play 2,000, 2,500 points because usually they're just practicing for the next tournament, I've found, like at the local yes. game store. And that is a problem with the players, not with the game. You know what <laughs> well, they say, yeah. hate the player, not that's, the game? That's the community. Uh, yeah, it is the community's fault. We need we need to work on that. There's a lot of stuff we need to work on the community, but that's a big one because you want people to play, let them help them play. Especially if someone's starting a out. Army game. Yeah, if you're playing, who cares? They're starting out. If someone wants to play a smaller level of the army game, then play them at that smaller level. You know, if you're the organizer, if you're the the main guy getting stuff going, play at a smaller level. Like Congo said right there, slow grow leagues. Slow grow leagues are great. Yeah. Get that stuff going. If you're playing, they're more important in a, as we said, a uh, army and a. Uh, you know, battle level game, you know, where there you have more models. If you're playing something that's purely skirmish, it's not as big of a deal. Let's be honest, you know, the, the Malifos and the Infinities, you can start playing at a much less price point of entry. Yeah. Yes. And a much less time investment, even for just assembling the models, much less painting. Sorry. So that's that's important to uh, to think about, too, for the games. And that's sort of uh, why I think we see so many skirmish level, you know, games coming out, because they're easier to get into. With the deluge of games, deluge of games we have right now, it's better to put out a small scale game, because you know, hey, you know, I can, I can have a handful of Batman miniatures and play a game suddenly. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't have this big investment. Just play, have a good time, whatever. Well, and the, you can the put a couple of fighters out and have a good game. The footprint of that game is smaller too. Generally, they're like three by three tables for those smaller games versus a, a four by six or a four by eight. Or, or a four by four even. Yeah, Correct. so it's way easier at your local game store to have people uh, taking up less space playing a three by three game. Plus, it's easier at your home to play on a smaller table. <laughs> yes. Well, it has a folding four by six. Well, because you also have to worry about terrain on a six by on a four by six or a four by four or a three by three. Yeah, well, we've got a whole basement full of terrain, but besides that, not everybody does. Correct. Um, this guy's pretty much done. Yeah. So Crimson says if you designed a new game, it would fit to fit on a thirty-inch wide table, which Kill Team does. If you look at Kill Team, it's actually made to be played on like a twenty-two by thirty-inch table. It's got a mat for that, just so you can. Uh, Play it on a normal table. Any, any surface that you have around, which is a good yeah, idea. I like that a lot. And it's, you know, it's a matter of making the rules fit that. But I I feel like you're going to see a lot more of these skirmish, actual skirmish level games come out because there's more chance of getting your slice of the pie. Like, honestly, if you had a full army level game, if you had a 40k slash Age of Sigmar size game coming out and you're trying to get a piece of the pie... Good luck. Well, you've got to commit all your resources to that one game, whereas if you're playing a skirmish game, like I could play Malifaux, and I still have a budget left to get into Guild Ball, and I still have a budget left for maybe some kill team, you know? And, and I've got a budget to dabble in oh. a bunch of different skirmish level games, rather than investing all my money into 40k or something. However, you know... If I'm playing Kill Team, I'm 
probably going to uh, to succumb to playing 40k. Well, yeah, but that's sort of the the wonder and interest of the gateway game, as they call it. Well, you know what I've been finding, and this is absolutely not even a miniatures-related game. Well, it's it is, but it isn't. It's the and, and people know that uh, Gonzo and I have started playing the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions card game, and and I'm on the Discord server for that. And there's a bunch of people who got into it only because they like card games and they know nothing about Games Workshop. Mm -hmm. And so now they're getting interested in the lore behind all the cards because they have good artwork and everything. And the more they're getting into the lore, now there's people, you know, posting about Shadespire, there's people posting about Kill Team, and, mm -hmm. and it's sucking people into, you know, trying some of these smaller games. And you know that's the gateway that's the gateway into playing 40k in Age of Sigmar. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you could, and someone, I, uh, who was, someone made a difference, said something, uh, you could buy two armies and get, you know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks of that game and be okay with it. Um, you could buy, I mean, you could spend, what are you, infinity, 100, couple of hundred bucks and have uh, a decent I think, size? I think Banian got in for under two, and he has a three-to-point army and some cool stuff on top of that. Yeah. yeah, and you can. A lot of people can justify. Okay, two hundred bucks. I'm good and solid. Um, I can spend two hundred bucks on another game system. Um, Arena Rex is like that way. You're playing with five or six models, um, and it is a smaller skirmish game, but it's still a fun game. Um, but you know that's something you have to worry about. Um, I'm going to have to use the airbrush, so I'm going to have to put myself on mute. I am going to... I Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do yellow armor. I am going to be using demonic yellow from uh, Army Painter. Uh, we're using my new Sotar 2020. Well, this thing is awesome. Uh, I'm going to try this out, see how it works. Um, and if it works out pretty decent, I'm going to paint all my army, all my... Teow. I'm going to do it weird. <laughs> uh, yellow. Uh, I'm going to do the gun, the armor, shoulder pads, any any type of armor planing. I'm going to do yellow. And then I'm going to go back and take an orange wash and wash it in. What right do you think on. about that, Cassie? Sound good? Sure. Okay. Maybe All right. Brown mix. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, we'll have to see. It's a test. I've never painted with yellow because yellow is such a sh hard, shitty color to paint with. And since I have this airbrush, I'm going to use that. Um yeah, I know. This is the reason why I wanted to try it. And it's on a you bleacher, know, yeah. so, so it's going to be okay. You can't, you can't be afraid to experiment with new equipment. Yeah. And uh, this is a breacher, and breachers aren't, like, super hot. And I've got plenty of town models to practice on. Um, I did try a the matte white on pure black, and it came out perfect. The This horse was prime black, and then the white uh, on the... I just airbrushed the white on the horse, and it came out super awesome. So we're going to see. Uh, so I, I guess what I want to say is, uh, so I get y'all talking. I know that we can't, if anybody brings out a large army game anymore, it's going to be near impossible. Because one, GW has that kind of on lockdown. And it's not going to hurt GW. GW is not going to have a problem um, competing with small skirmish games. In the 40k variety, but what do you think about all the other small skirmish games going against 
the bigger games because that's going to be something that's going to have to go pretty wild. So I'm going to mute myself. John, take that from there. Well, I mean, the skirmish games aren't really competing with the army games. I mean, they're competing for the same dollars, but not competing otherwise because we all have our, our, our hobby budgets and the skirmish games, like Kathy said, take such a smaller portion of your budget. You're going to be able to get into more of them. I think more than anything, we're just going to find that games like war machine are going to be a little, little bit on the outside because they're at that battle scale which is a step above, and honestly, their models are, for the amount of models you need, are not priced advantageously to get people into the game. Yeah. Well, you know, well, something like Legion really kind of is. Absolutely. Legion, Dust. Dust, yeah, absolutely. Dust uh, is actually action. more of a... Mm-hmm. They're all priced a little more, I don't know, aggressively? Is that a good way of saying it? Competitively. Like, competitively is probably a better way of saying it because let's say you know if you get a unit of something for a full actual 10-man unit of something for uh of you know private s models you're talking 50 bucks maybe 60 bucks maybe 70 bucks that's a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah i was amazed when uh i it was only a couple years ago I went to the local game store and I hadn't looked at privateer press stuff probably since Mark II. And I know people way back then have been talking about how how much cheaper it is than Games Workshop. But now, now I go to the game store and I'm like, I don't see the value. I don't see the, the, the cost, you know, being less than Games Workshop for what you're getting. It, it isn't anymore. They, they've had to raise it a bit with what they've done with their plastics. Uh, I mean, the best way to look at it is, so here's as close as you can get. This is a, uh, it's a 10-man box of, well, this part of the Stormblade unit is nine men. It's $45. And that's not even the full unit. And that's a small unit. If you add the UA, it's, you know, $65 for that unit which is only, what, uh, one-fifth of your army, not even. That's that's a tall order when you look at the comparison to, you know, a $25 box for some other games where you're getting a higher percentage of your army. And yeah, Congo, you're right. GW and Private Press are in the same ballpark. Most other people are less... But, uh, I mean, if you look at, because I look at Legion, and like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm like, oh, I need to buy this new stuff. It just came out. Well, I got Han Solo in my box of uh, uh, Scouts at full retail price for under 40 bucks. That's pretty good. You know, it's a new unit commander and a new unit, a new army commander, a new unit for under 40 bucks, which is pretty darn good. So, I mean, it, it's there's a lot of... These a lot of these battle games are going to have to be careful at how much they price their models at because of the competition. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Bolt Action's uh, British Army expansion set. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like uh, fifty eight bucks, but it comes. You've got four infantry, you have two vehicles, you have five crew. Uh, well, let me ask you, since you you play a little Bolt Action, about how much of an army is that? That's like, uh, well, two vehicles, well, a third, maybe. Okay. 
because I'm looking at these these starter armies. I'm on miniature market, so I'm looking at uh, they got this American starter army, and you know it it looks like a fair amount. It's got a Sherman tank and like a half track, some crew, and it looks like what is that? Eight units of infantry and some mortars. It's 145 retail. That that seems like that's a good small game. Is that a, is a good small army for that game? Yeah. So, I mean, so if you can get into a game for 145 and then buy the rule book and maybe dice on top of that, that's not terrible. You're looking at getting into a game under $200, which is pretty much the price point you need to be for sort of the bolt action, legion, you know, middle of the you know, battle style games. Yeah, I'm looking at a thousand point British Army starter army. This is a box that's a starter army. It's 145 oh, and 50 infantry. That's 50. A vehicle, three artillery pieces, nine crew, uh, maybe tack on that one expansion thing. So, yeah, you're still less than 200. Yeah, I mean, I literally look at so if you think about, I like to think about my, my hobby, you know, my time, my money and types of how much enjoyment am I going to get out of something. You know, I base it off, you know, a movie. You go to a movie, it's going to be. Say twenty bucks. I'm lowballing it. I know if you buy food, how much food you buy and everything. Twenty bucks for uh oh, someone unmuted. Muted. Oh, so I might hit the button. Um, I, I I wanted to add something. Now, do a compare. Now, War Machine Horde seventy five points. You already know. Do a compare. I'm kind of curious, and I'm definitely have to prime these over white because this is not going to work. Like Just a model much. count. No, no, no. As in, build up an army, uh, buy it in miniature market, and see what it you know costs compared to uh, something else. That's something that could be done. Well, you got you got to do it with the games you know. So uh, we can do that real quick. But let's talk about something while we're doing it. Yeah, so what? Well, yeah, not listening to me punch buttons on here. <laughs> uh, so, it... so Blood Bowl is it a board game? Is it a skirmish game? It is technically a board game because you could replace the use board, you could replace the models with uh, tokens, and it would have zero effect on the game. But you've got all this strategy going into it. You do, but that doesn't mean board games have lots of strategy. You know, well, they do. But I feel like this is more of a skirmish game that's played on a board. Well, it's a board. It's a board game. You know. I mean, because you absolutely could take cardboard stands and play 40K with cardboard stands and uh, and paper tanks. Except that you're still playing it on a table with terrain and all, not on a board. The game comes with a board, you play on the board, it's functionally a board game at that point. I'm. It, you look at definitions at that point, I don't want to say you're being nitpicky, uh, one of us is being nitpicky, but, you know, that's sort of the way I look at it. All right, let's see what we got here. I got a Star Wars Legion Army. I think this is the last one I played, more or less. What does my cart say? My cart says, and I did not make this the most efficient way I could. With the starter set, you're looking at about $208 at, at, at discount. And you could build that more. You could get that under two hundred dollars by building it more efficiently. This, I'm assuming you're not going to use Luke. You're going to use Leia. A lot of stuff's there. So that's. I mean, that's not terrible. Right. And that's just 
And that's with the starter set, you know? Not like massive army size. Exactly. Massive army size, that's a whole different... You're never going to get those for for real cheap, and you got to keep that in mind. Let's see here. I guess you want to look at War Machine next. Um, So aside from that, I mean, so Blood Bowl's always been a a board game that has a very good, uh, a very large um, miniature miniature element to it. it. You know, and it was the board game that that got me into 40k that was my gateway game into other games workshop games so if i hadn't been going to the game store to play blood bowl in a league then i would not have started playing 40k and then ultimately fantasy as well it is a good middle of the road holy crap um does miniature market not sell private to press models anymore I don't know. Conzo? What about dust? They should. Um, go to another one. Oh. They All should. Right, do... <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, Infinity. Uh, dust, I don't know an army well enough to do it off the top of my head. Okay. I'm trying to go with games. Now, Infinity, you can cheat with. They actually make army sets. But even... Let's go outside that. Let us go with that Operation Cold Front. Oh, that came out. I need to buy that. <laughs> and this is weird because this has got Ariadna in it, which is like a model-heavy army. You can get a ton of dudes in that army. It's crazy. Just ask Congo. I mean, don't ask Congo, but you could ask Congo. <laughs> if you. Uh, I'm just going to add a couple extra dudes that I think would be cool in this army. I'm not trying to do any sort of uh, theme or anything. Just sort of kitten sort of how you would you wouldn't do that that one of them always buy that guy and then one box of four let's see let's go with that i think that's about an army that so this is probably and this is harder because it's not one of the sets that actually let me do the one i know let's let's be smart and do the one i know does that sound better sure do one of the armies I actually know. <laughs> so you would buy that. You would buy. You got to have wrist liquor. That box is what they expect. And that. And then you would need probably. Do, 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 do. One of the bigger boxes of dudes. I'm exciting you guys, I know. Bigger boxes but of dudes. Bigger boxes of dudes. Oh, you know, it's like, because basically they have small boxes. You have blister packs and you have boxes of four dudes. So, I mean, the boxes of four dudes are a little better value, even though you're getting, you know, four models at once. That's a really good box. But... We would do that one. All right, let's take a look at this and see what we're looking at. Remember, it was like 208 for uh, that. Legion. For Legion with the starter set. And obviously, if you're because you're buying the starter set at the same time, it's going to be a different uh, cost. Wow. Sorry, I'm getting some stuff out of here. Um, but yeah, so, and also, we're, we're, we're sort of comparing what is ostensibly a skirmish game where you're not going to expect to have more than... I don't know, what, 20, 
you, you don't really expect to have more than 20 models in a non-Ariadna uh, Infinity Army, and Legion plays at an entirely different scale. So it's, it's really the same, though, because so with the starter set and sort of how they expect you to start going off, it's about $200 for the Infinity Army, too. Well, if you want uh, even Guild Ball, like you get into Guild Ball, you're you're playing the Butchers, you get the starter pack. That's four guys, at least it used to be, for 65 bucks. And then you you want, you need more guys. You can't just play with those four guys in the starter box. You well, need take a at look. least three more guys. Let's take a look at Guild Ball then. All right, Guild Ball, Guild Ball. Let's see. You're going to want... So the thing is, they've got bigger uh, bigger boxes now. Yeah, it's it's different now. Union, so ball, union. So let's go. I'm going to... So the Falconer's Guild. That looks good. Let's I'm add that to the cart. Uh, I'm going to go Butchers. So the starter box. What does that come with? Ox. Princess, which is the dog, uh, brisket, <laughs> boiler, boar, shank. And Guild so Ball's a weird one with, because there's no, there's no basic box to buy anymore, right? So there's a couple extra guys in this starter box than used to be. And it's funny because the old metal uh, one with four guys was like 65 bucks. And this one with six guys is 40 to 50 Remember, they're also now that single-piece plastic models. Oh, even better. Because, oh my God, what a giant pain in the ass for those things to put together. Yeah. So I'm looking, and, and just looking at the Falcons here with my limited knowledge, I grabbed a handful of things for them. Because, I mean, cool. Uh, and I got to about $100, which is what you should expect from a true smaller-level skirmish game. Yeah. Um, and that's including a rule book. That's including the season three rule book. Yeah, it was, and you're only—I mean, you're only really fielding maybe six guys tops at a time with this mm -hmm. game. And that also got the dice and tokens because I noticed you really want tokens. And I mean, you might as well throw that in there to give a fair. Oh yeah, you definitely need tokens. If I'm getting the starter sets for other games to come with dice, I'll get some dice. So yeah, about a hundred bucks is not bad at all. And that's sort of what we're looking at. You look at look at the 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 true small level skirmish games. You can easily get into Malofo for about that same hundred bucks. Um, you can, uh, Malfa a little weirder because the box, it, it, you can get in for a hundred bucks easily. If you're using the, uh, the two player starter and one of the two factions is one you're going to play in. So, so but I think that we're going to see with the way the prices are going more of those skirmish level games, because it's easier to sell people on that hundred or $200 level. I was uh, yeah. Legionnaires I was talking about Gatsby 3 and 9 Slayers, which is a current list within Cricks right now. Uh, 9 Slayers at 30 bucks a piece is $270. Uh, Gatsby 3 is roughly 30 bucks or so. Um, well, he and then, lists, he's got it listed out at $342.86. Okay. I, I just did a quick, I just did the, yeah. There you go. And that's not even counting the support pieces that come with it, which is probably another 30 or 40 bucks on top of that. Well, I think that's the whole list that he did the points for. Oh, okay. Um, but either way, that that's one list out of two you have to bring to a tournament. And you might be able to get some use, some some back and forth uses on the model, so the second list might not be as expensive. 
So, uh, but that's really, uh, you look at that, it's, <laughs> to bring it back, War Machine's kind of in a weird place, is that it, you're paying for it like it's an army game, because I guarantee you, for $342.86, I can get me get me a uh, 40k army. It'll be 2,000 points. Um, but it, it, it's priced a little higher, but that's... That's just sort of how it goes. It's not like they're aiming for that. It's a we, they're in a weird spot, you know. Originally, they were smaller value, smaller, you know, cost and, and model counts. But the way it's grown, it's sort of grown into that price point. I see your yellow is covering nicely over that white. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, it turned out a whole lot better. Sorry about the the pump. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to try it out without just see black. The way if I prime it just black, I don't have to worry about it. But if I prime these white, it's going to be a whole lot cooler. So well, I'm going to try to get the yellow completely on here real quick. If you're going to paint yellow over black, you need to do a base coat of something other than yellow. Brown. Oh, yeah. You get, uh, you get your Steinle Res uh, brown primer. You do that zenithal highlighting with the white. And then spray the yellow on. Okay. So let's finish up on... Smaller versus larger. Um, uh, you got any final thoughts on it, Kathy? I just feel like these uh, skirmish games are are going to be gateway games to larger games down the road for some people. I don't think they're going to completely wipe out and replace the larger scale games. Uh, I don't think they are because the two biggest larger scale games or games workshop and they're good at making their gateway games part of that yeah like well, they are now. literally small scale 40k exactly just kind of why necromunda hasn't taken off because it's not small scale 40k it's cool but it's totally different models that you don't use in 40k unless you're making a very weird guard regiment <laughs> sorry astra militarum <laughs> sorry Reckon. not sorry I just read the word Eldari with an A in front of it, and it, yeah. I, I lost my shit. It's, it's the Eldar. This could I just know. Be It just made me laugh. That's what they're doing. I mean, I, 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 the thing I like about it is it has caused them to actually put more thought into their their backstory. Their I don't want to call it fluff, but I'm going to call it fluff. Their fluff. Yeah. Um, and that's been good. But yeah, so they pretty much we've said we they have the stranglehold on large scale games. I feel like the battle scale games we call them the middle, like the uh, I guess we'll throw Infinity in there because it is kind of a little bigger. The Legion, yeah. the the War Machine, the kind of Infinity. Let's say the twenty to fifty model range. Uh, those are going to be a little more prevalent than new army games, but I think it's going to be all skirmish games. I think Game of Thrones is not going to do as well as it wants because it's above skirmish. It's at battle. And maybe what, if, I what a full thing is, knocking on the door of full army. As far as full army goes, though, it's actually really moderately priced. That's what's so going that to makes, Yeah. That's sort of the thing. Is, it's sort of like the Legion thing. We could count Legion as sort of a, as a, as a well-priced game because the number of models for the price you put out for it which I think keeps it more relevant. Like, if you knock your prices down a category for the size you're playing, you're going to be in a better place because then you're 
you're sort of competing with a different type of game. You know, who doesn't want to play with like 50 models that you're getting for the same price someone's getting their 20 for? Well, yeah, yeah that sounds cool. You know, more models, more fun. Jim yes, is I actually know. working on uh, models for Ice and Fire right now. Cool. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see where those games go. Uh, I miniature-wise, I want to see where they go, but I just think the hardest part right now is breaking into the miniature game market in general, just because of the amount. I mean, you think about the games that have been kickstarted already and are on the way, and then you've got you know Game of Thrones just hit. Uh, Relic Knights a hit soon. You've got other miniature games out there. It's like I saw a game, I forget the name of it, The Icarus Project came out. He had really cool models, looked really good idea, but he's not going to get any traction because there's too many games out there competing. Congo says he will debate the more models, more fun, not if you don't like the models. But I will say I don't agree with that because when I'm playing Lord of the Rings, I love the Goblin Orc army that was my main army for lord of the rings i love how they play but i cannot stand those goblin models they i like the idea of them they're like the movie goblins from lord of the rings but the way the mold lines go on them and the the mushiness of the detail from hair to cloth to armor yeah it's they're not good models they're bad. Yeah. Let's not but, let's not mince words there, Kathy. They're bad. The metal ones are way better. Like the yeah. characters and leaders that were metal, so much better. Agreed. Um, but, uh, but I will still play them and I will still enjoy it. And that's another weird scale. It's going to be kind of battle scaled. Uh, oh, they're, they're 28 millimeter true scale. Well, I meant I meant scale of the game. Like oh, it's I battle see, scale, um, not yes, the army scale, scale again. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, Legionnaires brings up another one. We didn't talk a single bit about Mantix games. Oh, whoops. Uh, well, Mantix games are basically just 40k or fantasy reskinned. Yeah. I hate to be so blunt. It's no, really you're true. telling the That's, truth. But it's, know, what the, the... it's even what they're aiming for. Because they don't care, even for their tournaments. Just bring models and play. You know? Yeah. They're, they're really trying to get there. It, the problem is their games are not great. They are not bad. They are what I call serviceable, but they yeah. don't. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think um, their 40k analog Warpath is okay. more interesting than their fantasy analog. Kings of War. The Kings yeah. of War is just sort of fantasy minus. It's meh. It's they yeah. doesn't have any. It doesn't have what brought made fantasy interesting. Though I love the concept of you make a block of guys and you don't take models out, you just take wounds on that block. And eventually yes. the whole thing breaks and runs away. I also Sorry. like their idea of unit fillers so that you oh, don't yeah. need a single model to represent every single guy in your unit. Yeah, uh, I, there's a guy locally who's doing that and he's like, I need to have at least X models in the unit for it to count. So I'm working on unit fillers and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. I mean, if you're going to make it big, you might as well make it big, cool, and display. I like the modeling aspect of their game. I don't like their rules so much. They're kind of meh. But, yeah. They, they leave a little to be desired. Yeah, Congo, I guess solid is a good way to put it, but no, with no flavor. That's a good good way of saying it. Uh, Age of Sigmar is more interesting, even if the rules may not... I don't know if the rules are better or not. It's, they're simple. 
They're easy. They play. And if that's what you're going for, I mean, you can teach them how to play pretty quick. But that's a whole other discussion about that. But yeah, Mantic's in a weird place because they are battle games. Their models are priced at a lower point, And they look it. <laughs> you know what we never mentioned? Frostgrave. Frostgrave. The Osprey Games uh, skirmish game. Very much skirmish. That game is actually, if you like D&D, you'll like Frostgrave. And you can use whatever models to Correct. represent your guys. Yep. Honestly, we should talk about Osprey a little more, because Osprey puts out a ton of games in various flavors, so you can use whatever models you want and play in that. Correct. Yeah, you've got fantasy, you've got sci-fi, you've got historicals, they've they have all kinds of games, and you don't hear very much about Osprey games. And what's the what's the other one? Um, uh, Gasland. Yeah, Gaslands. Gonna use um, this Kato red highlight. What do you think, Kathy, on the yellow? Wash it. You're not. You're not. Wa- you're not washing it. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You. I don't have. I don't have an orange wash. I just realized I don't have a single orange wash. So I got to make an orange wash. Do you have Vallejo glaze medium? No. I do. I don't have any Vallejo paints. I I would say that. What? Why you not? Have, what uh, do you have Griffin sepia? No. Or what do I, they call it these days? Um, seraphim, seraphim, seraphim sepia. No, Citadel I have. Shade. No, I don't buy do Citadel any paints. Citadel shade. Nope. That's your mistake because <laughs> they make the best washes. God, though, you gotta you gotta break you gotta open up your game a little bit, man. My you need to expand your horizons. Let me see. Even what? if you, you, you buy have... washes, they're so fucking good. They're... Yeah, the GW washes. Yes, I will agree with that. I don't like their paint pots because they always dry out on me. You know what? Blue They're, pack that shit to the table. You will not knock it over. I'm not worried about knocking it over. I'm worried about it drying out. All of their be, paint pots have dried out on me. I'll Dude, be honest. I, I have the same kind of luck with with freaking Privateer Press ones. They're not good either. They all, they both need to get with the game and get some dropper bottle action in here. I've had this wash for a couple years. A few years. And it's still three quarters full. Yeah, the washes I don't have a problem with. It's the the ones have the, the habit of, of you think you've got them closed, but you need to hit it. You need to close need them again to, and make sure. To, to put it against the heels of your hands and take your fingers and really squish down on it. I'm going to make up one real quick with this uh, but, highlight. Yeah, uh, just so I can I see. I think that your watering down orange will be a mistake. That's my prediction, Sweet. but... Let's you make know a mistake. What? Experiment. Experiment. See if there are no mistakes. There are only happy, happy accidents. accidents. <laughs> or um, sad accidents. <laughs> no. uh, I also still have I to think, right? Oh, I thought you were going to run it through an airbrush. No. I'm just I gonna... totally thought you were going to airbrush that stuff in there. Yeah, never so, mind. Congo yeah. brings up that he feels that uh, uh, Age of Sigmar and Kings of War are different target markets. And I would say maybe you're right, but only in so much that Kings of War is sort of aiming at the old disgruntled fantasy player who's going to play this newfangled shit. Yeah, and you know what? I know a lot of the old disgruntled uh, fantasy players that, after a couple years of getting used to the idea, have now jumped on to the uh, Age of Sigmar bandwagon. To be fair, they've corrected a shit ton of problems they had. Yes. That's true. Uh, 
we could do a whole you know we could do a whole podcast on really shitty releases and number one on the list is Age of Sigmar because you don't release an art an art a game with no fucking points <laughs> and no power level like if they had GW if they had 40k star power level it'd have been fine people would have played that shit right off the bat but no points is like oh just bring number equal number of wounds I'm like you are stupid and you should stop designing games. <laughs> And I know one of the designers. I hope he's not listening, and I hope he doesn't take offense. Love you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, there we go. How's we... that orange going there, Gonzo? Oh, we didn't get Gone Gonzo good. to get the, uh, the his final thoughts on skirmish versus larger games too. I have a feeling uh, the the larger scale games that are on right now, GW, so on and so forth. They're not going to go away because one. They have a huge player base, so they're not they going to change. They once, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, they've got a huge player base, so they're not going to be going anywhere. Um, people will pay for them because it is a fun game uh, that people like, and it is still super popular. You can find a G, you know, a 40K game almost anywhere. I think games that might have a problem are ones that are already having a problem in the market. Uh, either A, because of other players, or B, um, model issues or whatever. Or we can they... list those, because they've had the same similar problems. You have, I mean, let's be honest, War Machine's having a little bit of a problem right now. Uh, Malifaux's having a problem. They just announced a new edition, and people are not playing as many games, because between that and some problems getting, you know, last the last books worth of models out, the people are a little cranky. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll be okay. And most of them are end up okay. There are people invested in them. But a lot of people taking a break from games and seeing where they land. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I guess most of their games, there's a little bit of feedback, a little bit of uh, negativity on the Batman Miniatures game because people are like, you can't stop doing, you can't keep doing all these TV show characters. And the other guys are like, I want more TV show characters. Stop doing all these comic book characters. Oh, yeah. There's no way to win. No, there's no winning that. kind of stuff. I'd say is Blue Beetle and Booster Gold came out. They're on my list. I will be picking them up, and I'll add them to the growing models for a game I don't play. Yeah. But I might have to, because, I mean, if you guys saw recently, I have a fair amount of models now. (laughs) I actually dig this look. Uh, It is not bad. I feel like... Not bad. I feel like you could uh, probably take a bit of a wash later after it's dry and darken a few areas in. You like yeah. You know, but now I'll go get a, 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 an, an actual orange wash. But I like mm. the way it looks. I don't think an orange wash would do as good as that did. I'll be honest. I I like that. And you know what I would have called that? I would have called that just like a glaze of orange over your yellow, and then I would take a darker, like a brownish color. Just to go into the recesses as a wash. Yeah, yeah. Just like so, what? Like a red wash? Like a red no, no, wash? Like brown, like a like brown. a like an orange brown. Ooh, yeah. Okay, give me a second. We'll talk. Keep going. I'm like free. sepia or something yeah. like that. I mean, she she said there was okay. a reason. That would be pretty good. Where are we at? We're um, in the media section. Media section. Oh, media section can hold on a second. I'm painting here. Yeah, he's still well, painting. You, can, you may continue to paint. Yeah, we talk to... about our uh, Earthshade? Oh, growing models for a game you don't play. Uh, uh, I got a Vikings for a new few Saga I, I mean, if you have Agrax Earthshade, 
and maybe just mix a little dot of uh, your orange with it because I feel like Agrax's earth shape might be too brown. Wool of a brown. Okay. So a lot of these, like Lakovic's uh, guy brought up Saga. He's got a bunch of Vikings for that. That's another oh. interesting game that definitely falls prey towards the, um, the my, my last two topics on uh, you know minis and movies of too many games. I enjoyed Saga. I played a demo of that at Adepticon this year, and I really, really liked it. Uh, what I want everyone listening, all you, all you dice sets out there to do, is take, get a little sheet of paper or a spreadsheet or whatever, and write down all the miniature games that you play or want to play, and you'll be shocked by how that number is. It shocked the crap out of me. I was in the teens, and I was like, I, I, I can't do that. Oh, yeah. The list of games that I want to play that are only tabletop games is huge. Will I ever get to playing most of them? Probably not. No, unfortunately, no. It's to the point where I haven't bought a, a copy of Shadespire yet because I'm like, when am I going to play it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. plays really quick, but it's sort of a discussion I had with... Uh, uh, my buddy Bill, who's uh, what will I play on, twi- on Twitch, does mostly video games, magic on, on the video game version and all. And we're like, he's like, you know, I don't even get to play some of these games. Like like Legend of the Five Rings. We're big on it, right? It's a good game. It takes longer than I want a, that game to take. And the amount of time a good game of that plays, we can practically get a, get the majority of a miniatures game in. And that's a problem. That's probably a good another topic is time and what games to play with your time. Yeah. Wow, Xanderpro has got a really small list of games they wants to play. That's <laughs> I've impressed for ability to focus, my friend. Impressed because I can't focus that much. No. I mean, I don't play Batman. I have, I don't know. I guess bought five models a couple a week ago, but they were five bucks each. How can you say no? It's like Gonzo with some of those things. He's like, it was super cheap. Like, yeah, sometimes models are super cheap. You just buy them because you just, it's cool. Because they're cool models. I mean, I've got the Flash now. Spoiler. I'll maybe talk about that in a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely looking better, Gonzo. A little bit darker bit. Yeah, yeah. What are you thinking about that, Gonzo? How do you like that? Um, I, I don't think I want to. I, I like doing the, the, the light orange-brown wash in here. Uh, I don't want to be able to make it again, so I'm going to have to find one I like. Uh, and it's well, the, that seraphin sepia is a, a much Pretty more much orangey, uh, orangey wash than the Agrax Earth too far or have to try and do it again. It's, it's probably yeah. closer to what you're looking for. Yeah, and what I might do is I'll maybe dry brush it up with some yellow just to kind of hit the, the peaks a little bit that. more. absolutely. Yeah, to get it up. But I don't think – because I I'd have to remake this brown – orange wash and really that's going to be a pain in the butt yeah. so mix, start with a dark yellow too yeah and then uh for your dry brush highlight mix a little bit of a tiny bit of white in with your yellow yes so that it's a bit lighter yeah and you just dry brush those highlight areas yeah i think uh while well, i'm going to the game store tomorrow uh kathy text me those names so I can have those and get ready. Uh, is it time for a mini movie? It is time for a mini movie. It, it, it is. All right, let's go into it. Mini movie. Not yet. Which mini movies number 22 will become available to the public uh, sometime next week. I think it's Tuesday. Um, for our Patreon subscribers, we've been putting all of our audio RSS feeds 
on Patreon so you can get them before everybody else because that's one of the things we're going to make sure we're going to do for y'all. Um, yep. If you are Patreon subscribers and there's something you want us to do for you or you feel that there's a reward, please let us know. We don't have a problem. We're working on new rewards because we think that the ones we have are a little outdated um, and we're trying to think up some new ones. Um, we're just trying to find the right price point so we don't mess up anything. Uh, but if there's something you feel that, hey, I will pay you X amount of dollars if you do this, send it to us. We are more than happy. Uh, you can always reach us on Facebook. You, everybody knows everybody on, on the More Than Dice. You know most of us personally. Um, send it on there. If you're like, hey, I'll pay you this amount of money to do this, we're good. We 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 want to provide a product and a time for you. So yeah, do that. Um, so, um, I have three things I need to talk about. I could talk about two. Kathy? Only one. Only one. Uh, so I can go first, that way we can kind of space it out? Yep. Um, let's, I'm going to talk about something, and it's a TV show. Um, I'm very picky on my TV, there's very few shows I watch, uh, and I'm just, you know, there. Um... But I'm really picky on this one TV show because this TV show hits me in the feels, uh, gets me happy to watch it, gets me sad to watch it, um, and I've been missing good TV. And I'm talking good TV because it's a good drama, it's good everything. And I like it, and I know some people, you know, well, that's kind of a silly show to watch. And I'm like, no, it's a good, it's written real well, it's acted real well, it hits all the pertinent topics that we need to talk about. And uh, it's the TV show, This Is Us. Um, it's a story about a family that has adopted kids. And the cool part about it is they play parts from the past, present, and now they're doing future. Um, so you learn about all the characters. Like, one of the characters is dead. We all know this. Um, last season, we found out how he died. Because in the future, that becomes this girl's mental health problem. Is her father dying. Um the writing for this is so awesome. It is so good. It is very, it's won a ton of awards. It's a lot of praise. Um, and it's just, it's, it's modern day. Uh, it hits topics. You know, there's a lady on there that's a very heavy set lady and they, you know, people were like, she shouldn't be on TV cause she's heavy set. And I go, no, this is what the purpose of it is guys. This is how some people are and the way they live. Um, and then her husband, which is, he's a big guy, but he's not a fat guy. And they gave him crap for wearing a fat suit because he lost weight. And they were giving him crap for not being fat enough for his part. I'm like, guys, this is life. This is, you're going to have to get over this crap. They're actors. Um, but it hits a lot of good topics. If you like good drama that is realistic, um, with an amazing writing and amazing acting, I cannot recommend This Is Us more than anything it's great um i don't think i've ever laughed cried and were shocked by so many episodes on a regular tv show um so um i highly recommend it zero zero space herpes for me so uh john you go uh well i am still watching the flash uh, I think I just got done episode six, and I'm enjoying the crap out of it so much that I haven't gotten back to the last episode of Jack Ryan, so I should tell you that. <laughs> Not that Jack Ryan's bad, but I think Flash is more what I was looking for in a show. 
It is very comic booky for the most part. It has that good comic book feel. Uh, it's not too CWE, though. I see there's there's hints of it here or there, but that's a, any drama like that is going. Any show that has some sort of drama that's romantic is going to feel kind of CWE at a point. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying what they're doing, even if they are occasionally killing off the villain of the week too quickly or the metahuman of the week too quickly in some cases. Um, as it is, they've you know locked away two, and several have died, and. Only Captain Cold is still recurring, but I knew he was recurring because I've seen Legends of Tomorrow, and I fucking love that guy. That guy is great. <laughs> uh, very interested to see how it goes. I know, uh, since it's been out for so long, I know you know broad strokes of where certain things go, but I still enjoy the crap out of it, and I really overall like DC's uh, you know TV stuff, and it's too bad that they chose... For, for all the fact that the Flash in the Justice League was one of the better parts... Uh, this Flash is better than him, and way more interesting. But that's what happens when you have a show focusing on somebody rather than a you know secondary character in a giant movie. But uh, I like Grant Gustin as the Flash. I like his entire supporting cast. They're all interesting. Uh, like where it's going, I'm I'm still going to give it uh, zero space herpes. Though I expect that the change eventually. They can't keep up the sort of pace all the time. And it's sort of teetering on the edge of a half to a one space rippy once in a while, but really, uh, really enjoy the crap out of it. Good. Kathy, what you got? So, last night, they've been playing uh, on my local PBS station, uh, The Durrells of Corfu on Masterpiece Theater. So the Durrells, right... I can't just watch normal TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting um, something even crazier than that. So, I mean, it was on, so I watched it. The, my channel that was playing the classic Doctor Who disappeared, like, off the air. So, God knows what happened to that. So, I was watching the Durrells of Corfu, and it's about a family from Britain, the Durrells. Uh, the mom is a widow... It takes place in the 1930s, so being a widow in the 30s with four kids uh, is difficult. It's a challenge. And so she's noticing her kids having all kinds of problems. Uh, so she ups and moves them all to the Greek island of Corfu in, in the 1930s. And so it's, it's all culture shock. It's hilarity from culture shock ensues. As, as these kids, you know, feel their way through all this weird, you know, small island Greek culture. And uh, there's a bit of whimsy to it. There's just enough whimsy to it for it to be uh, funny. I mean, it is funny, but there are some moments where, you know, it's very real. That there's real struggles that you know happen. Actually, it's based on uh, a series of books by the youngest, Durrell. Gerald Durrell wrote the books uh, My Family and Other Animals, I think. He's uh, a naturalist, but he wrote these books about his family's experience. Uh, he was 11 when they moved to Corfu and just kind of documented it and then they made this series based on 
loosely based on the books. So it, I've really enjoyed it. I only got to see like five episodes, and then I had to go to sleep because it was midnight. I'm like, no, I can't. See, I looked on TV. Guys you don't want to turn into a pumpkin. They were running them all night, and then they they all today they were running uh, the second season, and then the uh, the uh, first episode of season three was today. I didn't watch them because I'm only like five episodes into the first season, but I definitely want to look it up wherever I can find it and watch more of it. Cool. How many? How many space herpes? Zero. Zero space herpes. Okay. We're we're all doing well with our quality TV watching. We're making good choices. We didn't make one this week. <laughs> oh, Cleveland lost. That's too bad. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. Isn't it shocking? All right. Uh, Gonzo, do your second. Uh, my second was I watched uh, A Wrinkle in Time, uh, which is based on the book. Uh, <laughs> I think we're talking about these not good ideas anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I was watching it, and to me, I think it was overhyped. Um, because overhyped? Oprah, it was overhyped because Oprah was in it. Um, it wasn't a bad show, don't get me wrong. It just... There's something about watching shows now when all of it is is filmed on green screen. The entire very, very, very limited part of it was filmed on a location or whatever, and it just kind of irked me watching it. And I understand you got to do it for some things. I'm, I'm, I'm not dogging them for that. But it just didn't play out well. Um, I couldn't get into the characters. They were not interesting. Um, action was kind of slow. Um, there were some, yeah, it, it, it didn't flow very well. It was very choppy. Um, it, it just didn't work. And I was kind of upset because it's a good book. Uh, it's a fun book. Uh, very, I think going for a PG rating kind of shot them in the foot, I guess you could say. But I understand I know, why. But... Well, there's kids there, so I mean, you, yeah. it's, it's kid-based. You really have to go for PG. Yeah. Yeah. There's but, um... no reason to. There's no reason to really make it more than PG. But it seemed like they were just trying to. They were they were trying too hard. And I don't know how you make characters that aren't interesting that are based off of the characters in the book because every one of the characters in the book was interesting in in a different way, whether they were whimsical or, you know, villainous. It just, it just didn't work. And, and that's the best way to put it. I watched it, it just didn't work. I, and I think maybe because the book is maybe I think it's too hard to put into a movie in a way? A lot of books are. You need to really rewrite them. If you look at some of the best books that have been turned into movies, they've been pretty heavily rewritten, and some people are like, that's not actually the book anymore. Like, no, it is. It's just you need to think about that. You know, they have to rewrite it to make it fit yeah. a different medium. Yeah. 
you have to have the feeling of the book, even though you're changing things around. It it just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Could have done a lot better with it. So I can't. I got to give it two and a half, three, because yeah, it had to. Yeah, it had some cool scenes and it looked kind of neat, but everything was pretty much green screened. Um, it, it says like this is the Oprah Winfrey's in it. Yay! Go see it. You like, know, oh. I I saw the trailer in the theater on yep. one of those rare times when I actually went out to see a movie, and I was very excited because I have always loved that book since I was I don't know ten. Yeah. And uh, and then I started hearing the feedback about it. You know, when after it first came out, everybody was so disappointed. I never bothered to go see it. Yeah. Very, not very entertaining at all. Not happy with it. I, I, you can skip it. <laughs> Especially oh, if you're a fan. Things, two more things I want to talk about. Thinking about it. Especially if you're a fan of the book. Don't don't do it. Uh, so uh, skip so it. before we get to the next one, Xander Vorler two says, "Have you guys seen the trailer for Mary, Mary Poppins Returns?" No, I, I have not. not. I've seen the teaser, not the trailer. Uh, I might look it up. Um, let's do some trailer talk real quick before we get to Gonzo's last one and my kind of last one uh did you guys see the dark phoenix trailer yes i did uh what is your opinion not happy (laughs) but i can't give it a complete no because one i really love the dark phoenix and i love the i love the x-men but it seems like the last x-men movie meh Uh, uh, my capsule is let me ask you, do you care about that Jean Grey? Have no. you had enough involvement with her in a movie? No, and no. that's the problem. It's the problem, yeah. They, they're they they're doing a classic DC. They haven't earned this shit. Yeah. She, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the actress. No, but, she's fine. Yeah. But it's, you just haven't had enough time. There's, there's too many characters to get enough time. You would need, that'd be a great movie for just one where it's been focusing on the original five X-Men, but... Let's be honest, they're just making some money before that Fox merger goes through, and then uh, Marvel gets back and does some good stuff with it. Yeah. So we had a long talk at lunch uh, Saturday about, you know, the best X-Men movies, and the list is kind of sad. Yeah. Hey, Wolverine's in the top and bottom of that list, and firmly in the <laughs> middle. Because the best is Logan. And the I mean... worst is X-Men Origin Wolverine's. Uh, and Norrin tried to argue with me, and I'm like, you cannot fucking argue. You don't even say X3 is so much better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Don't even fuck with me, man. Uh, the <laughs> biggest problem is is you don't care about the character. She hasn't done anything. She was in one movie, uh, and that was it. It's the opposite of Logan, where you yeah. care about the two main characters so much. Yeah. So, kind of mad. Um, Bumblebee. Full trailer. Anyone? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh my god! I won't talk about it, but... I did hear that they're kind of doing a mesh of the... G.I. Joe Transformer saga type thing. Classic designs. Yeah. You got Gen 1 classic designs. Like Soundwave and Ravage. Yes. I am excited about that. Oh my god. Yeah, that's... That's definitely in the very probably going to be a full price movie. Yeah. That's not uh, a, the, the same guy who did the other Transformer. Is that Michael Bay? Wait. No, it's Michael not Michael Bay. Bay. 
No, it's not Michael Bay. Right, right. So there's hope, Congo. There's hope. There's hope, yes. I. Oof. I mean, I saw the teaser for it. It looked freaking amazing. And this is a full trailer, and it looks really good. It's especially if you love Transformers as a kid. It's it's got potential. It, it does have potential. One because it is Generation One, so we will have to see. And they're really embracing that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I did a review of I don't know if it was here or it was a, it was a solo review of it. It was uh, it was one of my movie emergencies, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Go listen to that. You know, I haven't done one of those in a while, but uh, look, listen to the, the one on the last night. Um, capsule review. It was better than I thought it was going to be, and not absolute trash. <laughs> but uh, uh, Gonzo, go and hit your third one, and then we'll, if we have time, we'll talk about some music I'm listening to. Um, hang out with Erica for a little bit this weekend or this week, and um, oh. <laughs> Don't I, to to. I had to. I didn't have to. I did. Um, watch, you chose to. I chose to watch one of her guilty pleasure movies. Okay. And I, I know I've seen it before, even though I saw it right sitting there, and I was like, "Ooh, um, I don't know if we can be friends anymore." Uh-oh. But it was her guilty pleasure movie, so I, I have to give her that. We all have our guilty pleasure movie, and it was ah. the Covenant. Okay. Um. I remembered watching it whenever the scene came up where the car, he disassembles the car and reassembles it as he goes through another car. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a movie where all the warlocks slash witches are frat boy doucheheads. And they are the douchiest people in the entire show. Um, horrible people. It's a YA movie before YA movies were a thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, and and this is the reason why it's a it's a guilty pleasure for her. Um, I hack. Don't be honest. Yeah, it, it's it's horrible. It's bad. <laughs> the special effects show. No, um, no Gonzo. Please don't mince words. Uh, it has some. It was funny. Is it has some pretty big named or pretty you know decent actors in it, uh, but everything is just so douchey. And, and that's the best thing to describe these characters. They're I all a bunch just, of deuce. We need to put this on uh, the uh, <laughs> on the DVD box. Yeah. Douchey Gonzo. More <laughs> I mean, it's like if you took a bunch of shitty douchey frat boys and gave them warlock powers, what would you have? And that's and pretty much. Eleven on the doucheometer. Oh, they're just Ooh, the doucheometer. So... It's just, they're just so bad. You can't feel anything for the characters. You're like, oh, I want to have, you know, I, I want this guy to do okay. And I want, you know, his life to be better because, you know, he's got it and rough. But you're like, he's super fucking rich. He has the most expensive car. He's got the perfect body. Aww. And you're like, yeah, you just can't feel good for him. You're like, no, you're a douche. I mean, and everybody thinks they're the greatest thing in the entire city. And every girl's in love with them. And it's just like, this is bad. Um, so I, I did sit and watch it. Watched it the whole way through. Um, I want my hour and a half back. Um, I can't give it five space herpes because that's reserved for the worst. But it's definitely a four. Um, the special effects are horrible. The, the characters are horrible. Everything's just bad. 
I'm sure Eric is going to punch me when she sees me next. Um, I told her I was going to hold off my re- my review until the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a bad one. You usually know what that means at this point. Yeah, it's really bad. How does it compare to Casablanca? Um, ah. Casablanca could shit itself, eat itself, shit it out again, and it would still not even rank anywhere on the scale. I mean, this movie is bad. It's just horrible. Pass it. Don't go see it. It, it. No. So, no. No. So, no. 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 God. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, now they're going to send me more Indian, uh, Indian movie reviews. Great. All right. Uh, so, last thing I would talk about is... Uh, not uh, not brushing Dave loaned me a CD. Uh, it's most recent CD from uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was very listenable. I mean, from front to end. I mean, it's a little front heavy. The the earlier songs are better than the later songs, but overall, it was very good. And I've actually impressed at how that band has changed over the years. Because I mean, when they first came out, they were very super duper. They were like the definition of growly metal. Yes. But uh, there, these singers realized he can actually hold a tune, and he's been doing a lot more, and it's it's made them a lot better of a band. They're very enjoyable. They still have some of the best covers out there. I mean, if you haven't look up one of their old ones, look up their cover of "Mama Said Knock You Out." It is amazing. <laughs> uh, this one has "Blue on Black," which is really good, and uh, they also covered "Gone Away" from yes. uh, the Offspring, and that one's. It's really different than the original. They put a lot more feeling into that move, into that. It's impressive. Yeah, I, I've heard the Gone Away version, and it, that's actually one of my favorite versions. Yeah, so. yeah, it was like the Offspring version's good, but this just really hits emotion in it. They, yes. they really, well, Offspring singing in sort of a punk angsty way. Mm-hmm. They they're going feels correct. Um, so, I, uh, go ahead. Uh, I I give that uh, I give that CD zero zero uh, zero space herpes. I'm trying to figure out what rating scale for CDs, but I guess it's still space yeah. herpes. Still space herpes. <laughs> uh, I did zero, like that. Uh, zero umbops. Zero umbops. <laughs> I I actually like umbop as a song. It's it's pop drivel, but it's amusing pop drivel. Uh, Banyan says guilty pleasure is hackers. Oh I, fuck yeah! I gotta agree with him. Hackers is a guilty pleasure type too. Uh, so. Uh, Oh, so the is, I'm not guilty about that. I don't fucking care. That's what I was thinking. Is like, what's there to be guilty of about that? Not like, not like how I like dirty dancing. That's a guilty pleasure. That that's one of the best things to come from. Uh, you know, you know, my ex-wife is she loved Hackers. We watched together quite a bit, and I love the heck of that movie still. So, one of Angelina Jolie's best acting. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. It's one of, it's one of Johnny Lee Miller's only acting. Yeah. Um, Actually, I guess he's in Elementary now, isn't he? He's really good in Elementary, by the way. Uh, if you like uh, a good Sherlock Holmes type style, that's he's one of those really actors. Good. When I see him in a movie, I enjoy him in the movie. He was one of the better parts of Dracula 2000. Yeah. If you remember that movie, if you don't remember that movie, yep. he was still one of the better parts. But don't watch it to confirm. Or maybe you do. There are parts that are okay, but it's not. A great movie, Bandy Stretch. Yeah. I think I missed that one. Oh, it's not good. It, it's yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Vampire movies have been in a weird place for a long time. Oh yeah. 
At least they don't sparkle. <laughs> At least they don't sparkle. He does not sparkle. <laughs> Though, if they uh, thought about it, they might have had him sparkle. I don't know. I feel like vampire movies have been in a weird place ever since uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which is coming back. The TV series. Okay. Coming back. I mean, I I like the movie, for sure. I was excited about the TV series, which I also like. But I feel like that's where the whole, you know, teen angst, young adult, vampire bullshit started. Well, fair, but it's been around for a lot longer. You just gotta read shitty books. Yeah. (laughs) Because there are a lot of shitty books like that. Well, guys, it is actually 831, and what? we have gotten past all of our stuff, and we are we done. We have. It's amazing. Uh, guys, uh, John will not be here next week, so we have a special guest. Uh, like I said, it'll be Doug Hamilton. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, 3D um, design and how he does it and what he does it and how to take a model from concept art to that and the process behind it. Um, and it doesn't have to be... Privateer Press stuff, because uh, Doug, uh, Doug does do other things. Um, yep. I'll actually also, be off playing War Machine of Horrors. Well, not on Sunday, but I'll be playing War Machine of Horrors over that weekend. Yep. We will look forward to your report on that the following weekend. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. Um, and let's see. Uh, this week, Kathy will be painting uh, Monday and Thursday on Twitch. Uh, yep. She will... I'll be working on my Mask of the Red Death uh, game figures for the board game. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, I will be painting on Facebook. I'll do okay. a Facebook Live paint. Uh, I may wow. do some Facebook Live uh, gaming. Uh, I decided yeah, we that might do more gaming between the two channels. You know, video gaming when we got time. Yeah, because uh, I still got, and I think. Um, what is it? Assassin's Creed. Um, the new one's supposed to be coming out. I can't remember what it's called. Where you play Romans. Assassin's Creed, the next one. The next one. I'll be picking that up and I'll be playing that on stream. Uh, I'll probably be doing that on Facebook too because that'll be something different and unusual to do. Uh, um, my buddy Bill has turned me on to a game I might have to pick up because he might want to stream some. Uh, I might do some cross promotion with another channel. I'll, of course, post to let you guys know if I'm playing games on another channel so you can come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will be if, oh. if I'm going to do in gaming. I'll probably do my Facebook on face. Uh, I'll probably do my PS4 on Facebook and painting on Twitch. That way we can kind of hit both sections. And if you're not watching us on Facebook, um, that's actually pretty good. Um, we get a decent amount of people there and uh, a good amount of chatter. Um, yeah, we're gonna try and give each one different content um, because we have to. Yes, we also uh, want to, but we kind of have to. Yeah, we found out we have to give different content now because of the way our affiliate program works, which is not a, not a big deal. Um, also, again, we want to thank uh, Tectonicraft Studios for uh, sponsoring our podcast. I expect some stuff from him shortly, and in a month, you will definitely be seeing him at War Machine Weekend. Uh, Broken Egg Game Studios, which, guys, uh, go check out the stuff we're selling there. If you use our affiliate link, we get a kickback on anything yep. you buy from there. Uh, if you buy our widgets, token set, and tournament set, we get a major, major kick to the uh, podcast on that. Remember, they're not just usable for Machine of Hordes. There's a lot of games uh, that need that kind of stuff. Actually, more of Age of Sigmar I play, the more I realize you kind of need some of that. Oh, like exactly. the measuring tool and stuff? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Oklahoma is really good. Yeah. yeah. 
especially for uh, like I says. War Machine Hordes is really good. Uh, Age of Sigmar is really good because of the flags. Uh, also, the tournament tracker plus, and the movement. Plus, you got to be within a half inch to. So, the measuring tool is good in Age of Sigmar because you got to be within a half inch to get melee in the first place. And the three inch measuring is controlling an objective in a lot of cases. I mean, there's a lot of use for those things. Yeah. Santa we tried to make up it. a good point. He says he'll use it for kill team for scorekeeping. Yes. Mm -hmm. We and tried he, to make this stuff so everybody can use it in every game. Yeah, absolutely. And that was kind of the purpose of it when we made it, because we wanted to make y'all a product that y'all would want and use for any game system, but we could and, use it and help us out. And that has our logo logo on it, so that you can show your support for the podcast. Yay. And you can tell all the people where we are, so they can come see us, too, and enjoy us as well. Yes. Yeah. Um... Also, uh, Mechanica Studios, thanks for him for sponsoring us. He uh, is going to be giving us some gift certificates to give away shortly. Uh, so hopefully we'll see and hear from him. Uh, yep. Remember, uh, no uh, Sewer Bear for a little bit because um, missed last week as reasons. And then uh, this week I'm missing because I won't be in town. And we might actually have to do a siesta for that and have an interim game. We're talking to Norrin right now. Let's take a siesta. Uh, no Donna Harbinger this week. Uh, we have to, we're skipping this week, but then we'll have three weeks of Donna Harbinger. Uh, but those episodes we be put off a bit um, by a few days, except for the last one, uh, because we want to bring that out. Because, like I said, we are doing a live Donna the Harbinger at War Machine weekend, uh, which I'm really super, super, super excited about because I can't That'll wait to see my fun. friends. I can't wait to see these guys. I've never, I've met everybody except for Jackie. And Jackie has been so pivotal to a lot of the cool story elements. Um, with her character dying and then making a new one, and her new droid is amazingly funny. So, um, guys, also, if you're something on Patreon that you want to see from us, let us know. Um, we know that some people had to drop the Patreon because of money tight reasons. We totally accept that. We 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 don't we hold understand. that against you. We do. <laughs> we yeah, do. We trust us. Family and life first. Yes. And that's how we always do it. But we do want to put a good product out for y'all. Um, so if you're something you would want to donate money to, um, because you, hey, we all do this. If I give you this amount of money, let us know. We're cool with that too. Um, it says we do this because we love it and we like y'all a lot. Word. Word. To your mother. Uh, so for episode 52, we're done. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And I'm Kathy. Thanks for listening. Is there music now? Are there we, should be music this time. Showing? I cranked the music up this time. Yeah. Possible music. Uh, Kathy, you got to watch that video I sent you. It's important. Oh, whoa. I don't even have my uh, Facebook on right now because it dings in my ear whenever uh, things like that happen. There should be Fair good enough. music going. I cranked it. Let's crank it up some more. Crank that soldier board. Crank it, crank it. What? What? I really like this yellow and orange. This turned out really I'm cool. More of that song, honestly. I, I have <laughs> All right, Kathy, you gotta definitely text me the the paints I need to get. The paints. Yes, that you said I should oh, get. Oh, for your yellow. Yes. Yeah. I want this. Like you need to buy some real paints, not that perfect. Your press P3 stuff. What? Sure. Yeah.